As I search for the white dove, I wonder if she searches for me. Or if my hopes of finding her are nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see... Salutations, mortals, and welcome to From the Jump, Season 2. Today we have one of my oldest friends, and this man is an insanely, insanely talented, creative uh, think tank. I would even call him just on his own a think tank. We have the man himself, Paulo Coelho. Yes, most people will ask, is it spelled the same as the author? Is it the... <laughs> yeah. So I'll let him answer those questions in his introduction. Paulo, please let these people know who you are, my brother. What's up, Nico? Yeah, we have been friends for a serious long time, huh? Yo, way back when. Yeah, no, I'm Paulo Coelho, spelled the same way like the author. I have some middle names that we don't really use. He thought it was funny when I met him uh, in 2004 in Brazil. No relation, but I will sign anyone's copy of The Alchemist. Oh, it's semantic. You tell it, a Paulo signed it, not the Paulo. Uh, probably Namibian, and like you said, we're just always trying to innovate and we're trying to think of new things to just move our country forward and move everything forward. We like talking futuristic stuff and we like being innovative in this African context. Correct, correct. Now, now, now Paolo, you've been part of many different, um, as, as we said, when it, when it comes to being a think tank or working like a think tank and trying to find new and innovative ways to move the country forward, you've, you've really been doing this for Man, I don't even how many more than fifteen years now, almost right. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, all the way back in two thousand and nine, or not fifteen, but ten, ten years, let's say around. Um, but can you tell me what led to you wanting to to use your love for technology to ensure that a, such a, a country with such a small population doesn't lag behind and and, and innovates as much as possible? Well, like you said, it's the love of technology and everything just can be made better. You want to optimize everything that you're busy with. So I always firmly believe, and I say this quite often, the future is faster than you think. Um, we need to just be ready for it. And I just feel that Namibia needs to start capitalizing on all the technology that's out there to make our country great. I still don't understand why we're not 3D printing houses. We have scope, we have the land, we have the land short, uh, the, the housing crisis and housing shortage, but we're not looking for alternative ways to supply these, these, these demands. We're still trying to have people come here with bricks, cement, mortar, beams, trusses. We don't need all of that. Streamline it, make it better, and that's what it's all about. It's just trying to optimize everything you do, being efficient. Right. Right now, now speaking about efficiency, Paolo, you you are a person that finds a way to streamline some of your your weirder hobbies and your work at, at some of the. I mean, it's just it's, it's it's funny sometimes, you know. I mean, you're a, you're a football enthusiast, and for those in America, we're talking about what you call soccer. The rest of the world soccer, calls football, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're a foot yeah. you're, you're a football enthusiast, and you even managed to to help kids go to to um, um what was the was it a fiver side uh, the the, the, the Please, please let us know yeah, more about how you got Namibian kids to go through to Brazil to compete. Uh, well, it was an idea. I saw that was happening in other countries in the world. Um, they did it in 64 other countries. And it took me three years of, of pleading, begging, doing proposals and saying, look, how are we doing this in Angola, in, in Kenya, in Nigeria and South Africa and all these places? Why, why is Namibia being overlooked? And I was constantly met with, it'll never work, you're drunk, 
stop talking about whatever and I kept going and I didn't give up and then one day Red Bull just said you know what leave us alone here's your budget do the project let us know how it works out and it was a it was a fairly it was a big success the first year and the second year we only ran it for two years the first year we did it a team from the north the north of Namibia won and these guys it was just encouraging and 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 enlightening to see that these guys have never been on an airplane majority of them didn't have passports some of them had never even been out of the north and i think three of them had never been out of oshikati so they they came to vintu to come play and the fact that these guys get got to go to brazil i mean it was actually just so sweet to see i was sitting with these guys on the airplane i'm sitting there all calm and these guys are holding onto the seats like this thing is yeah, going like a totally air. new experience it's it's a whole new thing for them and then when they got to brazil and they they the big thing for me was even though they didn't win they didn't get out the group stages they got to see that the world is a lot bigger than where they come from mm-hmm. and if they apply themselves because the, the name of the concept was quite nice because they have they aim at the young they okay. aim at the, the seriously used demographic they only allow 16 to 20 year olds to play and then you can have one or two players over 23 okay. and the format is a small goal mm-hmm. and it's a five aside so they want to see skill so what happens is when they go to brazil they played against 60 segment 67 the first year was 67 other countries and if you win there you get to play against neymar himself you actually physically on on the field with him okay. and then you get to spend a week with him at whatever club is that and at no. the time he was at uh, uh, yeah he was at psg you get to spend a week with him in paris um And all five players. Nice is, all five of them. Well, you're a team of seven. You can take seven oh, players. Damn. And you spend time with him there. You get to go to his training sessions. You get to just live with the guy for oh, like see how he lives for for a week. Mm-hmm. And what I what I like about it the most is that they have scouts at these events to come and see like oh, okay, this kid has talent. In the last year that we went in 2019, we had one of the boys from Walters Bay um, actually get scouted to go to an Australian club. Nice. They, they told us look, 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 yeah he was 60 he was actually yeah he was 16 and they said okay he has talent he's fast he looks disciplined he can come to australia and then covid hit so we couldn't mm. send him Damn so the, the key thing for me was just getting these guys out and to be honest uh i always thought neymar had a, a lot of antics and um a lot of media hype uh, uh, with certain things that he did mm-hmm. but when i got there and i got to see his institute he has this institute yeah. in santos uh, his hometown it's called the institute football project to neymar so it's a neymar project the facility is where the, the tournament is held but the facility was was massive because it houses 16 families so what they do is they find a kid on the street and they are families not just like wow. the child so they see this guy on the street they're like okay this kid has talent he can play football so they bring him in and they bring in his family so it's his, mo- his immediate family mom dad sister brother so while this kid gets an education and gets to learn to play football they are feeding his family and they're trying to make it see make it so that this kid has an opportunity to become a pro footballer or get involved in sports because if you if you don't become a good footballer you can still get coaching they give you coaching courses yeah. so you can become a level A coach for youth or for um um premier leagues and things like that but they're taking care of your family and that's on you now to not let your family down and the club and when I, when i got there you saw these big hostels these big canteens and the showering areas and i'm like i didn't understand how is this like a fancy football institute um and then you see all of this and someone explained to me no this is where the families live this yeah. is where they they are so that this it's it was a big thing for me and the big thing the biggest thing for me was just to try and get Namibia on the map and get talent out there so people can see we have a lot of talent and i'm thankful for guys like Dion Hotso and Peter Shalulile and all of them that are now performing hey my boy Justin Ezra come at the they in South Africa now they're doing well and we're putting Namibia on the map
no, no. So definitely. like you said, in the beginning, it's not just what I do in the advertising, media, marketing space. Uh, I like watches, I like football. I like just uh, innovating and doing new things that the Namibians haven't done. Exactly, exactly. And, 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 and you just touched on something that was going to be my next question. But before I go there, let me just make a quick statement. You know, the fact that you, you, you bring back some of this knowledge and you don't bring it back in a sense of like, I'm going to bring it back hard and try and sell this and, 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 and make as much money and, you know, lease out this info so that like you literally come with a concept of guys, look, I met these guys on my travels and this is what we can do. This is these guys are interested in this. Mm. We're lacking in this. Let's get it started. Let's get a proposal. Let's let's sit down. Let's let's see how we can get this going. Right. And this is a way that you you like to approach a lot of things. I know because I know you personally, but moving <laughs> moving away from that, right, onto something you mentioned, like your love for watches. I see you have a very nice piece on today, sir. You know, that, that red just every time your hand lifts, I see it. <laughs> so, today's not that great, but okay. Let's go. Hey, hey, every day is great. You know what I'm saying? You have a very nice collection and, and more so, you've started up something which hasn't been done before in Namibia, which is informing people about these watches. Not just telling them, hey, I got this nice piece, it costs so much, or my friend has, or so-and-so is wearing this piece. You you literally go the extra mile to let people know the inner workings of the watch, what some of the terminology yeah. is. Like, all of these things, it's literally people learning. Can you please speak a bit onto why, firstly, you did this, you know, and then secondly, what, more or less, what is your goal? Because I enjoy it. I enjoy the videos. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, a lot of those posts are aimed at uh, uh, friends and particularly one post is aimed at my sister-in-law because I talked about the complication of a watch and she was like, why is it complicated? Why is it called a complication? It makes no sense. That was the one post. Um, I've always loved watches. I don't know why. It started at an early age when, you know, our, our, you know, our parents would be at house parties and stuff and these guys just had nice watches. And for me, it was always just about the movements and how it was made. It's not always about uh, the name or it being flashy or gimmicky and techy. Uh, yeah. So I, then I started like buying and trading and, you know, always looking for, you know me, I'm always looking for a good deal. So if you could get something that has value and you can get it for something below value, it's something, it's something you, I just enjoy. It's a passion I have. Like I, I recently found, and I'm going to post this video soon, uh, very rare and I was even surprised there was one in Namibia. Uh, I wouldn't say unicorn, but this is one of those. It's a very rare presidential oyster perpetual day date with a marble dial. It was it was in made. I, I well, I estimated from the model number. It was made between 1985 to 1988 when Rolex had this phase where they were just using um, um, different materials for the faces. They okay. they tried malachite, they tried sapphire, they tried emerald, they used marble, and this thing is 18 karat yellow gold it's solid it has a marble dial and i was i would have kept it if i had the money i kept it for for my kids because with some of these watches you don't you don't own them yeah. you keep them for the next generation okay uh, you, and that you. thing sold within a week and i still have people calling me saying listen what did that guy buy it for because i will just i will give you more and i'm more. like nah my word is my bond i promised it to this person and i'm gonna you know do what i have hey, to do you see, but also watches is just the way it is man the way the, i mean how do you fit uh, like, how do you fit a moon phase, a second hand, all of this into like a, a tiny little movement? Like, and it doesn't need a battery. It doesn't require electricity. It's, I don't know, that just always intrigued me. So, 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 so what I'm hearing from you is one of the underlying things for you is, is not just technology, but the wonder of technology, that wonderment yeah. of what's next, of, 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 of how things actually work and how they coincide. I mean, I remember when you bought your first drone and like, I was like, Paolo, what? <laughs> 
what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm here to drink and watch you guys play football, you know, support the homies. And you guys are here, like, flying a drone at football, like, for half an hour. Like, what, what where, where did you, because then you started importing drones for other people. You started helping people yeah. understand. You started training people in flying drones as well. So what I say, yeah. when I say you enjoy technology, like, do you, what do you think is your... How do I put this question? Like, do you have a goal that's technology orientated? That is like a big goal in the end? Like, I, I want to be like yeah. creating an Elon Musk level thing in Namibia? Or is it more a thing of like, let me organically just grow and see where it goes? Okay, coming back to your Elon Musk thing, we have so much space, we have so much potential, so much opportunity and so many resources that are just being overutilized by certain uh, aristocrats. I don't want to say technocrats. So that's the first, that's a problem. We, that's a challenge we need to tackle in Namibia. It's, it's available for everybody and it should be used for everybody. So yeah, coming back to everything you said, first thing, that particular drone, that first one that I got was the first, the, the drone that got me arrested. So I was the first Namibian to be arrested for flying a drone. Yeah, uh, the police kept it for a whole year. Uh, it was actually a funny story because I was, I was flying for one of the newspapers here for the Informante and I was filming one of those marches down Independence Avenue. So I got some nice footage, I got some photos, I land the drone, and some guy just rushes me and says, you, you are under arrest. Said, oh, okay, stop. So he took me to his superior officer, uh, it was uh, uh, Commander Kan Kanjo Akivi, who knows me personally, I was like, and he even said, no, no, Paulo's with the media, I know him, he, he flies his drone for the media. His superior came and said, no, 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 this guy must be arrested. And I was like, okay. Then the police officer tapped me on my shoulder and says, shop, you're under arrest, let's go. We were walking to the car together mm -hmm. and I asked him, why am I being arrested? He said, no, no, just come. I said, no, I'm coming. But what are the grounds of my arrest? Of my arrest. He looked at me and said, are you resisting arrest? I said, no, we're walking together. I, like, I just want to know why I'm being arrested. He said, no, just come. He even got to the car and said, would you like to sit in front? I said, no, I'm under arrest. Now put me in the back. I want no, to be, like, you know, with the experience. I want the full experience. I had other, all the other journalists like take a photo, guys. Like just, you know, my wife was even commenting how calm I was because I, I called her and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm in the back of a police car. I'm under arrest. She's like, what? <laughs> and I was there for like an hour. They let me go because again, they didn't know what they were arresting me for. <laughs> and because of that experience, I reached the DCA reached out to me and the the national civil authorities also reached out to me. And then we we got to laying out the the framework and the, 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 the guidelines that we now have today. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why we actually do have a bit of drone regulations in Namibia. And it's just, it makes sense. You want everyone to just fly respectfully and, and uh, responsibly and safe because you can't be flying in airspace where a plane might be landing or yeah. a, micro, a micro light might be flying. So we always do advocate for safety and for uh, responsible drone flying so that you don't cause accidents and potentially death. Um, so that was a big thing, uh, yeah, and yeah, then I started importing drones, I was trying to make a small business out of it, and then uh, oh, doing footage, I did a lot of work mm -hmm. for architects and a lot of engineers, and then, you know, they asked me, can they buy, and I sold to them, which was, again, cannibalizing my own business, but, yeah. I mean, again, like you said, I, I'm not in it to make money if everyone has a drone, and everyone can then obviously 
take this technology and use it for better. I mean, with a drone, you can you can use it for irrigation. You can do pesticides. You can do mapping. You can do crisis recovery and response so to like so in the event of an earthquake. There's so much so much potential, and especially in the in the the villages when I when I travel to the north, I like to take the drone along. And when the people come and ask me about it, I share. I'm like, you know what? Here, try flying it. This is what you should do. Um, I just think if if they can get that engagement and and see this thing for themselves and then learn how easy it is to fly it, they might aspire to then be like, hey, I should try and get one of these things or try and learn the technology or see how I can better this technology in my community. In my community. But yeah, playing football and we're flying drones. It's, it's what we do. You want to always um, innovate. But you see, not not just innovate. You 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 literally a risk taker. I mean, look at it this way: you got arrested for flying a drone and you didn't make. Like this, a, a ridiculous thing. You didn't, you know. I mean, you could have easily said, like, yeah, "Yeah, is it because I'm white, or is it because of what?" Or like, there's so many ways you could have made this thing sensational, right? But what you chose to do yeah. was work with the people, with 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 policymakers, and find a way to ensure that other people can fly drones and not get arrested for it. Now, my yeah. question to you is because you've actually helped with a, a couple of policies and just you know speaking to people about how how things could work potentially. I mean, you, as you as you've uh, alluded to, remember, I will take out some of these names just because they they haven't agreed to it. But um, the, the the act of actually saying, "Look, I'm solution driven. I'm not. We can all complain. We can all stand here and say there's 600 million things under the sun that are fucked up. But yeah. who's going to create something that can help us overcome some of these things, or go through these things, or work through these things? So you seem to be very risk orientated in the sense of getting to a solution." Right. Always. Is that a, okay? So that's a fair statement. So my question to you is: Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. What is your take? <laughs> nothing ventured, nothing gained. Okay, coming back to one of the things you said. Yes, it, it's like a it's like a football reference as well mm-hmm. that I like to apply to everything when you're looking for solutions. Now, Nico has the ball. He loses the ball. Am I gonna a stand there for 20 minutes and say you lost the fucking ball? You, it's your fault. Or we're gonna be like, listen, you lost the ball. Let's go get the ball back. Let's go find the solution. Because that is the solution. Now we're gonna talk about. And what I find here is, especially with the older generation and those that are in power, the, the policymakers, they tend to just want to talk about the problem the whole time. We're gonna spend time talking about it. Great. We know what the problem is. Let's talk about solutions. Mm. So yeah, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. I bought Bitcoin. At that time, a few years ago, like yeah, when it started coming out, it started gaining popularity. I think it was at around forty-four thousand US per coin. Mm. I sold all my coins when they got to about ninety thousand per coin, thinking, okay, the hype is done. Yeah. It, it, it's going it's to like going now. We can move on. I had like Ripple, Ethereum, Bitcoin. I even bought Dogecoin at one point, Lite, uh-huh. and I sold everything, thinking, okay, it's you know, it's never going to come to Namibia. And then, like, I think. Four months after I sold, South Africa started riding that wave, mm-hmm. and you could actually buy groceries at Superstar with cryptocurrency in certain places in Cape Town. Oh, and sure. I was like, "Holy cow, this is the future!" And then, yeah, I just never got back into it. Bitcoin is—I I agree with the principle of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. You know, a demonetized, uh, not demonetized, de- democratized currency that doesn't link you to—you know—you anyone can have Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's, but I don't like. How some of the Bitcoin was being used to perpetuate certain criminal activity, you know, like the drugs and the the child pornography ring, because now you can pay someone anonymously and, and it's hard to trace. So I understand the the authorities' hesitation and concern with Bitcoin and, and, and cryptocurrency, 
but I also understand how it can be used for good. Uh, people in the remote areas of the of the country that don't have physical cash or can't get to an ATM, they can pay each other using their mobile devices. And blockchain technology is a big thing for me because then you can you can actually track stuff and you can do so much with blockchain. And again, tying into watches, Breitling is the only watchmaker in the world that started incorporating blockchain to its watches so you can actually ensure authenticity and ownership That's so true. i can see okay based on this blockchain technology there's only been four people that have owned this particular model yeah. so and i can see that it's not stolen it hasn't been used in an insurance claim because mm. that's always the challenge when i have to buy and, and, and sell or trade watches i have to ensure as the buyer that i'm not buying a stolen item Correct. especially when it's a high-end luxury watch or it's not been used in an insurance claim so where the guy goes to his insurance company and says i lost my watch or it got stolen please pay me out and then he goes and sells me the watch so he, you know oh so what we used to call selling it back to insurance <laughs> that, yeah, yes the number yes, comes or as, as one of one of my uh, one of these people that i know uh, said to me we bomb the insurance i'm like no we're not bombing anything <laughs> it's a legit deal or it's not going to be a deal so yeah i i i regret selling my bitcoin actually i should have stayed on that wave and i had another friend of mine who was i think a conference with the starcraft or world warcraft uh, he was playing world of warcraft online when those ads started popping up years ago where they were giving away bitcoin for free and he was like no i don't want your bitcoin whatever and he actually got some for free because he was playing and then years later he was like oh holy cow it's worth some money but he can't remember his login details so, yeah there we go because yeah. no because he was like this is bullshit it's not going to work anyway That's what most yeah, people do. and then there was another guy. It was actually in German newspaper, and, was in, and then it showed up in the Namibian. Uh, I think three weeks ago, this guy had Bitcoin on a memory stick. He found his memory stick, and it's a large amount. He could be a multi-millionaire, but he can't remember the password to log in, and he's on his eighth attempt. And after yeah. his tenth, after the tenth attempt, it self deletes. Yeah, so, so he's sitting there like, "What do I do?" Let me, let me, yeah, that story is actually quite funny because what happened was he he did a video. He, he created content for a Bitcoin mm-hmm. something. And they paid him in Bitcoin, right? And it, uh-huh. it, he got paid into a wallet that, because most Bitcoin wallets don't have uh, you 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 put in eight attempts and then it deletes. No, you you either get in or you don't. So he 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 had it on a server that automatically locks you out after ten attempts. He literally put uh, yeah. his own wallet in there. Then what he did was he wrote it down on a paper. Of course, like everybody does, you write down what your password is. But he lost <laughs> that paper the same year, right? Oof. And so now. Like if I'm him, I'm not. I'm never touching. I'm not. I'm not even trying that thing. Fuck it, it's gone. Because how? If you if you try one more time and you get to number nine, now your nerves are shot. Like imagine yeah. trying to get a hacker to get through on try try number eight and the hacker doesn't get through. So now you only got one more try. And you're screwed. And how much are you offering this hacker, anyways? Because I'm going to help you get a couple of million. I think I deserve a bar. No, two. but like, how do I trust the hacker? Like, if he can get into my Bitcoin uh, wallet. How the fuck is he gonna give it to me? He's gonna take the money and go, bro. What's, come on, that's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. But again, this is this is the thing. So some people would just to, just to touch on your point of um, what's like some of the more nefarious things that are happening with Bitcoin. A lot of people yeah. say, you know, that's happening with fiat currency right now. I mean, that's how child tra- tra- trafficking and all these these uh, these uh, arms deals and all these things are happening with real money anyway. So I think. I think solutions more with cash not, not the online stuff more with cash more with cash yeah so so yeah, for me it's always cash, a thing cash. of what the way up of solutions to the problems you know everything comes with mm. with with a good and bad a pro and a con 
So it's about, Obviously. as you said, solutions is, is where we're based. But to touch on something else, Paolo, you, you have literally helped, when I say sports, you know, certain sports, football, move forward um, in a social aspect, not only among, you know, your friends, but also just to support. Like, you come through a lot when even you're not playing and, and just go to the fiver sides. Um, and and uh, is, is sports a real big part of your your life? Has it always been like that? Or has it always just been only for football? Well, all kind of sports. I, I, I used to do, well, still do a lot of, well, gymming now, but I used to do a lot of MMA, uh, jiu-jitsu and boxing. So you always want to also push other sports because I think Namibia has so, so much talent <clears throat> at one point if you look at uh, Tyson Ushona if you go strictly by WBO rankings mm-hmm. uh, Tyson Ushona was ranked in top 5 in the world and that actually made him eligible to have a, a fight against Pacquiao at the time but because he's not a big name he's not mm-hmm. a big draw he's not going to make money yeah. no one's going to make that fight we'd yeah. rather see Mayweather Pacquiao so and, and that's the problem we're getting overlooked I mean, I'm always trying to do different things in the country. So we signed, uh, like, before COVID, we signed exclusive rights with um, another company that does um, Football Fives World Cup. That's what it's called. Foot- yeah, Football okay. Five World Cup. And they have a, a Five or Five World Cup in different countries in the world. Every year it's a different location, and they invite other countries to participate. We had sponsors on board, but then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. We also tried to do Carling Black Labels Africa Fives last year as well. Um, we're just trying to do these events for those that don't make it on a professional level, they can still try and make it in a sub-professional level on a five-a-side or maybe then make it to a team um, in the 11-a-side uh, uh, field or even become a coach to try and get other people in their community uplifted. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always something we're trying to do. So I'm a big fan of getting sports out, um, trying to get people to, to just see that it's not just something you can do as a, as a passion or as a hobby. You can make this a profession. And the problem we had with Namibia or when I was still playing um, on some level is that you have your day job, 8 to 5. And then from 5 to 8, you have to go and play and practice and do this. But now you can't focus on what the coach is saying because you're stressing about your balance sheet that didn't, right. that, you know, didn't yeah, balance out yeah. before or the stress you got when your manager cut you out before you, you, you had to go to the game. And then now you have to go and play big match things. It's, it's, just, it's difficult. And we need to actually give more respect or more autonomy to professional athletes and actually that's what it is it's a, you're a professional athlete and you need to be like that but unfortunately with the way the world is set up you also need a day job because you need to pay your bills and kids need to go to school and the car needs for to now. So for now and, and, and for until now. hopefully things change around and we're able to to really have professionals be paid the way that they deserve to be paid as most of us have been literally going on about for, for years now um, but not to touch on any politics this is not why we're here um to, to, to just move a bit forward, Paolo, one, one thing I want to ask you is you've done so many, as, as I've said, you've done and brought so many things, as you've just illustrated, to Namibia through different connections. So what, besides what was blocked because of, you know, policies and, and slow moving, what, 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 and bureaucratic bullshit, um, what opportunity was there that you had the chance to take that you were just like, fuck, I wish I, I, I didn't take that one, but it should, I really should have taken that one. That one could have set me up for what I needed to do. Uh, well, my wife knows this. I think I always chalk it up to I have two two major regrets in life. Mm-hmm. One is a very simple, stupid thing. I was in a, a, a mall in Cape Town in Cavendish, 
and I walked past a, a particular brightling that I wanted at the time, uh, a Super Ocean Heritage Edition. And she was like, listen, let's just go inside and look at this, this fucking watch that you want, because you're always talking about it. I'm like, no, 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 I can't afford it. She's like, no, let's go. So we walked in, and I know what these things cost. We walked in and asked the lady, how much for that brightling? She looked at me and said, she was like, oh, 32000 I was like, nah, that's, that's not right. My wife was like, you should buy this thing now. I'm like, and she even said, oh, but you're Namibian, so we'll give you a tax refund. So it'll only end up being like 20 something. I'm like, that's a lie. Then I walked out and I told my wife, like, I'm conflicted because I can go and buy that watch now because then I had the money for that watch. I didn't have the, the 90, uh, yeah. 90K or 100K. Cost. But that woman would be in trouble because she's making, she made a mistake. She clearly made a mistake. And that I know the watch doesn't cost that much new, especially new. So had I bought the watch, she might have lost her job. It would have impacted. So I, it was a thing. I still regret not buying it though. And the second one was uh, just after high school, before I went to, to, to Brazil to go study, uh, I, I had a chance to go to, to Portugal. Yeah, we started drinking. I had a chance and doing things. I did study. We, uh, I had a chance to go to, to Portugal to go, uh, to go try it at a Benfica. My uncle was still um, linked in Portugal. And he wanted me to go to Benfica and try out and stuff. And my mother said, no, 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 no. There's none of that football nonsense. You're going to go get an education. And then, you know, as with all students, you, you start doing less football. You start chasing more girls and more alcohol and more social things. So. Yeah, now, you know, who knows what would have happened down that route because then I either would have made it as a semi-professional football player, even if a second division in Portugal would have still made me, you know, decent money to come plow back here, like what mm. Colin Benjamin is doing right now. Big ups to that guy with his hops on. Mad respect, he made, yeah. Yeah, he, made, he did really well in Germany. And he didn't just stay there and be like, whatever. He came back here mm. to come live in Namibia and to come plow back. Mm. And that guy, him and Ricky Averia, they're, they're just wealth of knowledge and they're, they're doing such great things with the youth in this with country. So yeah. I really see that there will be a lot of future superstars coming out of Namibia. Sooner or later, people will be walking around with like brave warrior shirts with names on the back and they'll be proud, go. they'll be excited, they'll be like, and that's what I want to see, man. And we're pushing. So I'm constantly chatting to those guys to try and identify talent and then try and link them to some of the contacts I made in, in Brazil and Portugal and, and hopefully South Africa. And if we can just get, you know, create an avenue where we say, okay, we've identified this guy as an athlete. He can go. And then we send them and they have a chance to, to make something out of their life. And if not, what would happen is he can go get some of that experience and if it doesn't work out he can come back here and then obviously teach the next generation where his shortcomings were make them better because it's the same thing with boxing and, fight, and fighting and with football you only get better by facing better opponents correct just like so, they say in chess you can only get smarter yeah, by playing oh, a smarter true. opponent that's how it goes ah, I suppose it applies to everything I agree I agree now talking about something that question for you though I'm really proud of you. I'm really <laughs> proud of you. Bro. I'm excited for everything you've done. I like your podcast and you get to meet hella dope interesting people and you're always sharing these really, just give it to the perspective to the audience. Nick was always like, hey bro, did you check out this app? Did you see this thing? The other day we were talking about What's the new wave? Oh, uh, uh, coding, yeah. programming, building mm -hmm. apps without using code. What's it called? The no code movement. Yep. Uh, Nick, I like, I respect what you do. I like that. So what no, made I you mean, when all of a sudden just I mean, you could have stayed where you were. You came back to Africa. You came back to Nam. I mean, you have a success. You're a successful poet. You're a fucking good musician. You guys need hashtag drop another album. I'm waiting. The guy comes to soccer practice, but he can't be making BTS time. Just saying. 
So make that, and you're you're doing this podcast, and you're writing a lot of thesis, and you're doing a lot of academic stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, what motivates you and fuels you to just get all of these things going? Like, I'm proud of you. Bless your soul, man. Bless your soul. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think it's just why not? Like, why not do it? If I can think it, and I, and and I know how, or I have a. a, a a mm-hmm. semi-plan or just an inclination of this is maybe the direction I should go to try and, and I have the, yeah. why not try it out? I mean, if it fails, it fails, but what if it succeeds? Like, that's always my thing is like, you can always try and be better. Like, uh, like um, you know, rest in peace to Uncle Buddy, uh, our good friend Kimo went was that. Uh, he always used mm-hmm. to tell me when we were growing up, like, congratulations and everything that you like, you know, he'll always authentically tell you congratulations. And then he'll tell you, just remember, you can still do better than what you did. Like that's not the end. You can there's you can yeah, there's always more that you can achieve. Like if you just rest here, what else doesn't get done because you just didn't want to do it. You know True. what I mean? Like, and and that, I think that's just why I do the things that I do. But <laughs> yeah, no, I man, bless you. A soul. lot of things. And I like what you said. It's true. You can always do better. You can always do better. Always. It's not the end. Yeah, it's not can. the end. Even when you when you're on uh, top. When you're on top and they're like, you got to maintain, you can teach other people how to get on top. And how do, you know what I mean? Like, there's always more to like, do. And that's what we're doing here. That, yeah, that's something that I, I like to, to apply. I have uh, my, 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 my gym buddies and the soccer guys don't like it. I have, uh, I, have, I have a lot of energy and I don't like quitting. I don't stop. I don't stop. And they hate it. I'm, they, I'm always like, one more round or let's do this. And it's something that I throw in the business, the, one of my businesses, the, the marketing agency, Fox Club. I'll, I'll give you a shot. You can come work for me. But I'm above you in the senior position technically because I own it. It's just titles. But if, if you're below me and you're not outworking me, then I'm not going to give you the light of day. I'm not going to respect you. And I'm not going to help you grow. Yeah, because but- you need to come here and prove to me that I'm going to do better than you. And that's what I want. I go. want that eff- effort and that work ethic. And me being the boss, or even when I worked for my previous job, I always believed that even the boss needs to get his fingernails dirty occasionally. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make you do something that I'm not prepared to do myself. Correct. And I've done it myself. So that's why I have that experience. And that's something that a lot of people have. The new, the younger generation, slightly younger, I'm not that old, but they have this sense of entitlement where I deserve this job. I need this job. I want this job. But I'm not going to work for it. I'll just do... The bare minimum. My job description says I have to show up at eight. I have to do this. I've done it, you know. Yeah, I'm I mean, not. It's a thing that I do. I'm not. I'm not beyond walking past someone who's unloading a car and be like, "Hey, man, can I quickly help you load these boxes?" We just, just do it. Just be a better human being. There we go. Now you see. Now, now damn it. You see, my next question. You just answered it. So, like, I was going to ask you, what would be your one piece of advice if you were going to give it to any creative? You know, like, but you just like said it. Just, just do it. Be a better human being. Oh, unless you have another one. That don't you... give up. Wait, go say again. Uh, don't give up. Is what I was gonna say. Being an entrepreneur is not easy, bro. It's it's you get a lot of no's. And what I like is a lot of those no's will prepare you for the one yes you'll get. And don't take things so personally. They're they're not happy with a service you offer or the quality of your product. It's not you. It's not you. So don't take it personally. Can, can you just go further into that one of not taking it? I think too many, globally even, too many creatives, too many business people, too many people that get a check for something, take it personally. Can you speak a bit on that? Just a bit more on that? No, of course. Uh, it's a it's a book I read a long time ago. Um, I can't remember the name, but it was called Thick Face, Black Heart. And the 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 premise of the book was you need to have develop a thick face 
to take the things that are going to be said at you and you know and develop a black heart to not take the work uh, to not take the the nose or the the criticism personally um you it's it's again it's about the work it's not about you personally they didn't call you fat they called your work maybe just subpar and what you need to do is see it for what it is mm-hmm. not worse than it is because humans we tend to to inflate. magnify and amplify things so, so yeah inflate it so someone says i didn't like this oh my god it's the worst thing in the world no okay that okay i'll change that or i'll do better um last book well one of the books that i read last year on my favorite books now is uh, by Ryan Holiday it's called ego is the enemy and if you can just curb like a lot of he said, he he suggested that a lot of historical figures a lot of successful people have all met their downfall or their end because of ego so if you can learn to curb your ego you can actually achieve so much more you you'd realize after reading the book and how he he, he stipulates everything nicely is that ego uh, causes you to always just want to do you know more or better or, so, or not better more or you know, do certain things and not accept that this might not be it so then you just end up causing a downfall napoleon had ego hence he yep. thought he could win waterloo but he didn't check the strategy properly he didn't do his research he's like i'm napoleon i so ego is a thing and you find that with even people in the workplace or people on the soccer pitch you come to them and you might say hey you need to work on this and they get defensive because the ego won't allow them to accept this criticism they'll say no that's not me you better be talking about yourself i'm not going to do that you do that and i'm like <laughs> okay you know Take the information. Don't take the information. Here are the flowers. You water them or don't water them. It's not on go. me. There we go. There we go. Now, Paolo, I have one more question for you. We're almost at the end of our interview. I know you're a very busy man, so I know I can't keep you for too long. But if you know, with 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 Namibian, and and not just Namibian, but with a lot of businesses um, that mm. try to collaborate, um, they, they they tend to hit a wall when it comes to culture. Now as a as a fellow entrepreneur and business person that that does work with a lot of because I mean you you you're in the marketing sphere you're in you're in the realm of advertising mm-hmm. and everything so you and have been for a long time so you know exactly what I mean by different cultures clashing when companies and creatives try, or, or 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 organizations entities try to work together um how in the past have you overcome this and why do you think it's such a big thing within our society of this 21st century because it seems like it's a bit of a competition thing instead of a growth thing i don't i don't even know how to explain this now i i i hear you namibians or well, i suppose maybe other countries as well but what i find in namibia is we 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 try not to share in each other's success mm. and that is something i find challenging if a friend of mine comes to me and says i'm getting a new car or i got a new job or something great happened I really honestly try to make an effort of being happy for this person. Yeah. I want them to be happy and I want them to see that I'm happy for them because and this is something we all need to remember their success doesn't take away from my success. Yes, they might be further along in the race than I am mm-hmm. or or further behind in the race than I am, but I'm in my own race. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a cultural thing because some it's just the way we were brought up. I mean, you some people some cultures because of obviously what happened in the past were they were segregated, they were looked down upon. So now it's their time to they have that chip on their shoulders where I need to be better and I'm going to be better and then it it you know it it sort of ties into a couple of racial undertones that we have and Nico we've been friends for such a long time you know I don't tend to see race I don't care what color you are if you're an asshole you're an asshole I'm telling you to your face it doesn't have to be a race thing so it it's it's very it's it's tricky and it's very difficult to overcome these tribal and and um I don't want to say culturistic barriers but we have to just overcome them and you have to see the person for who they are and not what tribe they are 
That's what I was going to say. I don't think that you don't see color. I just think that it doesn't matter to you. That's a difference. No. Not see, we're saying yeah. that you don't see color and color not mattering, as that's totally different. Like, colors different just never matter to you. Right. I, from my personal experience of knowing you, like, it's just been a thing like, yo, let's fucking do this shit, bro. <laughs> like, whatever it is, I don't give a fuck. And, and, and for me, that yeah. actually brings upon another question. Do you think, and on all, because I know my answer to this question, but do you think Namibians in general, right, are doing enough to actually be like, let's get over this racism thing? And let's move forward as Namibians. Or do they really actually sometimes just want to keep holding on to the fact that I'm this tribe mm. and you're that tribe or you're this color and I'm this, or you're a man and I'm a woman or you're yeah. heterosexual? Or, like, do you think people are just focused yeah. on trying to oppose each other so much yeah. that they're not trying to move forward? Yep. I'm not happy for someone else's success because now I'm jealous or um, I want to be I want to be in a better position before I allow you to get into a better position. Mm, so we always constantly right. try and, you know, nitpick with each other and not just be happy for each other. It's the same with what you said earlier in, in the podcast. I could have monetized a lot of the things that I try to do. Mm -hmm. I monetized my passion with watches because we live in that age now, the digital age where if you have a passion for something, you can try and monetize it. Correct. But I don't do it for the money. I do it because I simply enjoy talking about watches. And, and, and we need to get that point where I'm happy for me and I'm happy for you regardless of what it is. Yes, you made a million more than me this year, but that's great, bro. Now, how can you help me make my million? How yeah, can we, you know, help each other? And that, that is something that I just, it, it, it bugs me to the core, man. Like, you see someone shining and you're just going to then go behind his back and say, yeah, did you see so-and-so bought a new car? Yeah, but I heard it came from this and that. Why does it matter? Why are you trying to downplay that guy? Be happy that the fact the guy got a new car. Homie is doing well. Yeah. Be happy for them. And it, it bugs me, man. We're always going to try and find the one bad thing that this person did and try and let that overshadow the hundred good things that he did. It's just, it hurts me, man. Oh, please, please say that one more time. Just we that last so sentence. so much better. Just that last <laughs> sentence. We're always going to try and <laughs> find... It hurts me. I am... The, the, the good will always outweigh the bad. Yeah. But again, we tend to focus on the bad, on the negative. So like this guy, oh, what, what's that saying? I also like saying this one a lot. So a man will build 10 bridges. Oh, wait, no, let, let's make it more, more, more shock value. A man will be a doctor and he'll save 10 lives as a doctor. Mm. He'll fuck one goat or have an allegation that he fucked a goat. He'll deny it. The goat will deny it. People won't know him as a doctor. They'll know him as a goat fucker. That's the problem we have. All this allegation and speculation. They don't see the good that he did. They're going to focus on the one bad thing he may or may not have done. Mm. And that's the thing about society. We don't look at everything in totality anymore. We look for just the bad. We focus on just... I mean, look at... look at If you look at it for most of the part, newspapers, media houses, what do they give us? Last time I read something good in the newspaper was a very... I don't even... It must have been a, a fashion show somebody won or something like that. You know what I mean? But you don't hear about, yeah. like, you get me? Like, we focus so much on the bad that it's what's inevitably going to come out to us, right? It's a circle of life yeah, yeah. at the end of the day. Now, yeah, Paolo... No, no, sorry, you were saying? Things that Mark, Mark, one of the things that Mark Manson said in his book, I can't remember was the subtle art or everything. Stop. He said it's, yeah, it's media porn. It's outrage porn. They try to give you things that will outrage you and enrage you and then obviously just perpetuating the clicks, the clickbait and the okay. following shit because you want more shock value. We're at that point where, and I advocate this for a lot of people, try and take a digital detox. Get your dopamine level back to normal. Yep. Switch off your phone. Like, 
I do this, and people hate it. Someone called me last night at 9.30. I didn't answer. I, I checked this morning at 5 when I woke up, and I'm like, I'm not calling you back. Mm-hmm. I'm, my phone, I put it away at 9, 9.30. I get into bed. I like to read. I like to do other things. Because, you know, have you ever had a good day, and yeah. then you get onto Instagram, yeah. and all of a sudden your day's yeah. ruined? Yeah, it's you gone. See, I, it's gone. I don't do that anymore. So when I go on Instagram, I see, oh, this person's doing well. Good on you. Mm-hmm. Well mm-hmm. done for you. I'm not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take away from what I'm trying to do. Right. But again, like you said, we're always trying to collaborate and just try and, you know, if 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 you were like-minded, we might be in two totally different industries. But if we're like-minded and we have we share a common goal, that's what we should work towards. We should work towards doing these things together. There we go. There we go. That's a that's a brilliant message. Work towards doing things together. Now, Paulo, I know I said I had that was the last question, but literally this is the last one. Um, just we can talk for hours, my friend. You you know when you when you came up and 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 have done so much. I mean, you've moved from. Again, I can't give all details on what you've done. But, you know, there's a lot of people, especially now, with job security not really being a thing anymore, more and more people having to create a side hustle to make sure that if things fuck out where I'm getting my check right now, I can still pay bills. I can still pay for the house. You know, I'm not going to just be out on the streets. Now, for those people that don't know how to take the risk, I mean, some people have always had that job straight out of university, straight into job. Security, yeah. You know what I mean? You've always been secure, and now they don't have anything for that. What would you say would be, for for, for people even just to Mm. mitigate that in case it happens, what would you say would be the best way for them to enter this entrepreneurial journey that we're there, all on. there are a few there are a few things i can say on that actually one of the one of the things that i've been reading up on that i actually thoroughly enjoy is called something called the creative economy mm. where if your your economic situation has been destabilized or disrupted you need to get creative about it so create the creative economy be creative if you have a skill a side hustle or something you should be monetizing it um and a big thing is always about positioning, how you position yourself. Yes, your day job might be that you're a designer, but maybe you have a, a, a knack for, for copywriting. And you can also do that, add that as a skill. And, and something that I always keep advocating for is just upskill yourself all the time. And we, again, we live in that digital age where you can monetize your passions. They are YouTubers. A nine-year-old YouTuber making millions of dollars. You can also make a YouTube channel, find the niche, find your niche, and and give that information that people want. So coming back to that, there's so many resources online that uh, actually interesting conversation I had with my colleague this morning. An MBA costs anywhere between six hundred thousand to one point three million. All that information is available, but the difference is you're paying for that piece of paper that says, "Hey." You were here, you attended. Yeah. Now, what I keep saying is upskill yourself. There are so many resources online, Udemy, um, Skillshare. There are so many sites that will give you this information for a small fee, cheaper than a, a, a university. And the more skills you have, the more diverse you are. But you also don't want to get into a position where you're the master of a jack of all trades but the master of none. So obviously, find specialized things you can do, but also add value by like, oh, I can do X, Y, Z for you, but I can also do this. And if you don't have a stable income, just try and create a job. Empower yourself by being an entrepreneur and paying yourself. And then what you would, what the one thing you said, what I would say, say to other people, when I walked away from, I tr- yeah, just people find this very shocking. I walked, I walked away from the corporate job that I had uh, last year, March. Yeah, because who starts a, a business during a pandemic, right? Yeah, this guy. You and me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, I walked away from a lot. People always like, well, you had the fancy car, you had the flexible time, you had the iPhone, you had you had the money and all this. So I'm like, you know what? All of that stuff was good and well, but I didn't have peace. Yeah. I That's didn't have peace. And I, my, my, 
yeah, and I wanted to also just employ people. I want to do things to to stimulate innovation. So my message to a lot of people that are sitting in that same position, I'm not saying be stupid and resign today, get your ducks in a row, save some money. But the big thing for me was, and I, it's, it's based in historical facts, um, the conquistador Cortez, um, what he used to do is when he would land on an island or get to a place and they had to um, take over this village or this island. He always knew in the back of his mind that if his men knew there was an exit plan, they wouldn't fight as hard and they wouldn't want it as much. So what would he do? And this was my hashtag for 2021. He would burn the boats. So they would land. He would burn the boats and say, guys, if you want to get home, the only way is to go through. Gotta take their boats. There's no way out. (laughs) Exactly. And that's how that's what made him one of the most successful conquerors of all time, the conquistadors, because the guy wouldn't be there's no out. Mm. It's it's you succeed or you die. Finish in class. So that's, and, and, I really and, respect that. So burn the boats. Hashtag burn the boats 2021. Burn the boats, ladies and gentlemen. That's straight from Paulo Coelho himself. Paulo, thank you so much for coming through. This has been a great interview or conversation, as we like to say, because, I mean, that really was how most of our conversations go. I know people are going to be able to learn from this, be able to take something away, and also just be able to see that there's more to to life than, than just arguing with each other. Sometimes there's really a solution that can be found, and it's it's closer than anybody thinks. Yeah, there's always a solution. Next time we can have this conversation with whiskey. We Let's should do that. We should, you know. Look, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, things, things, things change. There's, there's still a season three coming. There's a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I got, I got surprises for you guys coming up. Don't worry, don't worry about that. Nice, yeah. You always, yeah, you always full of surprises. We can do it with uh, whiskey and watches. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We still gotta have a watch discussion, but, but we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait till we get the right whiskey because it's gonna. We'll probably have to finish the whole fucking bottle. Um, <laughs> Oh, actually, wait. Do you do you just as a side piece? Um, do you ever like do people holler at you and like, hey, Paolo, man, I'm thinking about buying this watch. Don't you want to like, you know, just like come with me or like tell me more about it? P- people hit you up for that, don't they? They do. The challenge is you can't always get, uh, and there's an opportunity in it here in Namibia. I just need to. I'm still doing research on the demand. Um, we don't have a lot of high-end brands here, or, or a lot of brands here. Tag Hoyapool out of Namibia. You can't buy a Breitling here. You can get a Rolex. That's it. And I get annoyed because of um, how well Rolex does their marketing and what 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 an icon it's become. So I had a friend, and you know him. Uh, he came to me and said, oh, okay, I got a bit of money. I got a bonus. You know, I want to buy a nice watch. Something I give to my kids. I'm like, bro, I got you. Let's look at a nice uh, Omega or a Chopar. Mm-hmm. We can get you a really nice Audemars or, or maybe something elegant like a, a long and zone. He's like, ah, no, 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 Paul. When I walk into those meetings, they'll start there's only no Rolex. If I don't wear a Rolex, they won't check me serious. In my mind, I'm like, okay, let's, let's go get you a Rolex. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to pay for optics. Like, That's a lot of money for optics, yo. Yeah, it is. Well, gray market, it is. It's new, they're not that expensive. And that's something, it's their marketing that's done really, really well. Mm. And for me, again, I like the value. Some of the pieces I have are just rare. You can't get them, and especially for someone in Namibia. You just can't find. So I always try to look for the value in things and something that I know one day will hold a lot of value. Mm. But again, remember what I said earlier, that value is not for me. It's going to my children. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you're basically investing for the future. It's not, I mean, you wear it here and, here and there, but I mean, it's literally an investment. And that's invest, you know, investing. I can in the make future. that argument. 
We had that argument the other day. A guy was trying to buy a, a brand new car, and I tried to argue with him. Uh, a watch is a better investment than a car. So here, let me quickly put this into perspective. You buy a $300,000 range. You get it off the, the showroom floor, you've already lost 20K on that. Drive it for a couple of years, wear and tear, your mileage is up, you've already lost two, 300K. You're going to sell it for what? 180, 190, maybe 200. You already at a depreciating value. You also owed the bank a lot of interest. Yes. Now, you buy yourself... Uh, you go to Agent MA here, or the AD, or you contact the watch guy on my Instagram channel, I'll get you a nice watch. You buy a brand new, you wait three years for it, you buy a brand new Rolex GMT Master 2, the Batman or the Pepsi, or you buy a Kermit or the Hulk, keep it for a couple of years, the markets will fluctuate, you can sell it for almost double what you bought it for in the gray market, and you would have increased your investment, and you would have had more money to buy for it, and then you could have gone to buy that car cash. Just saying. But hey, you look nice in your fancy car, I'll drive my Polo. I'm okay. Not that I have a polo, but you get what I'm saying. It's, yeah, I know you don't drive a polo. It's your car. It's called starving in style. I, I, and I see it a lot. Like you, you, you get Wait, say that again. Nice, starving in style. Starving in style. That's yeah, you, you don't, your fridge is empty. You don't always pay your bills on time. You live in a Kaya, but you have a Golf 7 GTI. Bugs me, man. I've seen it a lot of times. Drive around, drive around the hood. You'll see it. Like on your way to San Diego Stadium. Check how many, check how the house looks. And then look at the car that's parked there. And I'd rather have a nicer looking house because I, when I come home, I want to be relaxing. I want to tell you, this is my space. Then a nice car for like when I drive on the street, people be like, oh, wow, he's doing well for himself. But that, and, and, that, and that I think, and I've, I've had that conversation a lot with, with many people um, in our country. And I really think it, it boils down to a cultural aspect of what people saw as success. Nobody, if you think about it, in most of the neighborhoods, most of the places where people are buying these golf sevens and expensive cars but not taking mm. care of the houses is because they're of the mindset that nobody sees my fucking house, bro. They see me in my car. They see me at the office. That's why that man wanted to buy the Rolex and not something yeah. that he would really <laughs> like because it's about the optics. People are only going to see me with this. When they see the Rolex, they're like, ah, he got something in there. I should talk to him. He's going to give yeah. me business, which is a lie also because most of the time, that's not what happens. They just hate the fact that you yeah. have a Rolex and a, and a G7. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, it is what it is. But again, you know, for me, one of the... One of my main goals in life, or for me, uh, my one of the levels of success I want to reach, is to be debt free. There we go. To be debt free to absolutely none. So when 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 my house is paid off, I have two major debts: the house and car. I don't believe in Markham's house and home. Mm, you can't same. afford it twice. You can't afford it. I, I like to try and pay things for for cash. So you once you you have assets that will appreciate not the car but like a property, you can buy your first property. The first one is always difficult. You may have to live in it for a couple of years, but once you get to a balance where you know, okay, I can maybe afford another place, you can rent this one out. That's your rental income. Yeah. And then the excess money you make from that, you then invest into Bitcoin, into shares. I'm a big um well, amateur investor. I use an app called Easy Equities in South Africa. Mm-hmm. From there, you can buy you can buy local shares like Standard Bank, Trusco, um, or and then you can also buy uh, US shares. So they're really trying to educate the market because they also give you a demo account where you can spend 100k fake money fake and money, then see. Yeah. So yeah, so invest in things that one day will bring you more money and it's instant gratification. I'm trying to think, okay, like 10 years from now, I'll be able to pay that car cash and I have a nice car. But people are like, no, me, I want the car now. People need to see me now, right now. I don't want debt. YOLO, bro. <laughs> <laughs> YOLO until the bank comes and takes your fucking shit. I don't want that. Yeah, no, it's rough, bro. All right, Paulo, thanks a lot, man. This was brilliant. Um, I got to get yeah. to editing this one. This one's going to be fun, too. I'm going to show you what we're going to do with this one. Um, but really, thanks for coming through. Uh, I'm looking forward Welcome to your back. next videos.
No, no, for sure. Also, Paolo, please let the people know where they can, can get hold of you, where they can follow you, where they can email you, where they can send you money if they want to watch. I'm start a GoFundMe account. Uh, there you uh, go. For, for watches, for watches, it's the watch guy Nam underscore between each word, the underscore watch guy Nam. Uh, for all things techie and digital marketing and stuff like that, my website is www.foxglovenam.com. So it's called Fox Glove because we're agile and quick and nimble like a fox, and glove is in the all encompassing. And if anyone just wants to have a chat about cool stuff, watches, whiskey, tech, innovation. They can just reach out to me on paulo at foxclubnam.com or they just get my number. It's not that hard to find. I don't keep my number elusive. You're not hiding oh, from nigga. nobody. You don't have to hide from nobody. No, no. Not at all. No, that's the way. Not that's the way. I, you know, and I, it happens a lot. I don't mind. I mean, things that people will pay for, I just give for, like someone called me yesterday. Hey, I need an e-commerce site. I'm like, well, my company can build you one. Nah, I'm trying to figure it out myself. Sure, let me help you. Here's some resources. Mm-hmm. This is what you can do. Again, it's not business that I'm making. I, I could I could have just said, no, let me do it out. You know, build. I need the money. Let me let me build it for you. I was like, no, here's what you do. Look at this. Make sure you get your SEO right. So you drive the traffic. And the guy's like, hey, I appreciate this. I'm like, sure, bro. Yeah, do. but I mean, that also is, is again, most people don't see it. But when you help people in that way, you know, helping people, they, they don't forget it. You know, and they also are also sometimes like, hold on, man. When another opportunity comes and somebody's like, hey, do you know somebody that can build e-commerce? I said, like, yeah, fucking Paolo, bro. Holler at him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's it's not that you do it for the sake that people pay it back. But when you do something authentically and like without actually, you know, for the sake of, of a payback, people are like, you know what? That's a, that's a real person. Let me let me see about him. So, yeah, now, nah, blessings, yeah, man. that's what you have to do. Blessings, blessings. All right, I'm gonna let you go, Paulo. Have a great one, all right, man. Buddy, talk to you soon. All right, all right. You too, buddy. Have a good day. Nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see, I constantly think about one, yet seem to dream about another, making it almost impossible to visualize myself being with.